0: Okay, so this is the second part uh, from the previous topic, which is the clinical information system. So the last uh, week, you learn about this this fall. And so this week, you're going to learn about the clinical decision support system. Because you already learn about the clinical data, so you should know about the clinical decision support system that use or handle the uh, clinical data. And also you need to know about the person management system, part of the uh, electronic medical record. And also you have to know about the principle for uh, handling a patient or uh, patient data, for example. Okay, so uh, what is the clinical decision? So I give you um, this overview about a problem, not a problem, like um, more like an example. So what is happening in hospital, for, uh, for example? So let's say a patient here has a blood pressure reading about one seventy uh, hundred uh, millimeter millimeter mercury. So the data is one hundred seventy over hundred, and the information is you you know about this um, reading, right? It is about the blood pressure of a patient A is 170 over 100. So, the knowledge from this information that you you got the patient A has a high blood pressure, right? So, the decision um, the doctor has to make is that the patient A needs to be investigated for the cause of hypertension, number one. And other option is the patient A needs to be treated with antihypertensive and the number three, patient A needs to be referred to a cardiologist. So this is the decision. This is how clinical decision is made. Okay. And you have to know not only doctor made a clinical decision in hospital. It involves different uh, providers, different healthcare practitioner. Okay. So, what is decision and what is decision making so decision is a choice that you make about something after thinking about it the result of deciding and whereas the decision making is the process of you know discussing about the decision to make a correct decision what action should be taken next okay so clinical decision for example uh, in patient care so the healthcare practitioner, healthcare provider, the doctors, clinician need to ask um, this kind of question before uh, they decide with a certain action, you know, for patient diagnosis, for patient treatment, intervention, and so on. So the first one is about the patient history and physical. what physical examination need to do. What are the investigations to order, lab tests or does the patient require radiologic study? And what diagnosis is to make? What treatment to order or to perform? Like what medication need to prescribe? Surgery, procedures, nursing intervention, um, patient education at least for self-care. And if the patient go to the like clinic with uh, some kind of or emergency uh, department, so they require admission to the ward or not. So the decision has to be made. So, and how should patient be followed up with good or poor response to treatment and what to do next? So, with the new information, what to do next? So, basically, this kind of information is asked before the, the, the decision is made. And also for uh, management level. So, uh, the top management, the hospital management um, need to think how to improve quality care, and clinical operation. How to allocate limited budget and resources, especially in inventory management. So what budget, how many budget that that is need, you know, to buy certain uh, hospital equipments or uh, medical devices, right? And what strategy should the hospital pursue and what action or project should be done? That is a management level. And about the public health, So how to improve the health of population and how to investigate or control or prevent disease outbreak and how to allocate limited budget and resources and what area of the country um, that is affected and need attention and what to do with it. So a clinical decision involves many kinds of uh, processes, a question, need to answer before a very good clinical decision is made. Okay, so This system, uh, uh, which is called Clinical Decision Support System, is developed in order to enhance uh, the process of decision making. So, you need to know that in CDSS, it involves both a computer-based and also non-computer-based system. Okay, so there are key points that you need to, uh, to, to, to identify, you know, in CDSS. So you have to know that, uh, of course, there are several decisions made in the clinical patient care processes and it requires data and also information and knowledge before the decision and action is taken. Okay, And uh, you need to know that sometimes error made by the clinician, physician or other health staffs. So this system provides support for clinical decision making to prevent mistake and to provide best patient care. So CDIS comes in various form, design and also architecture. It is a program or system that is designed to help in decision making. It could be um, online program, online platform. It could be um, books or anything. We we uh, can, okay, this is an example. Um, we call it expert system because it uses um, the medium or platform of AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning, rules, and statistics. Okay, can uh, if you uh, see here, it is computer-based. Example in red color here, computer-based medical consultation or scene It is uh, an expert system. a platform that helps uh, the doctors or clinician to 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 um, to have a very good or the best decision for a diagnosis treatment option. So the diagnosis of the patient, you need to know that it is not from solely comes from the doctor knowledge only, but they have some kind of uh, support system that will help them to make a better or very or the best decision for the patient care. And another example is the alert or reminder. So usually based on, uh, for example, drug drug interaction or reminders for. Uh, preventive or certain action like reminders for the doctors or hospital staff, reminders for the patient as well and for example uh, in this yellow color here I give example so the the physician trying to order a drug usually get alert on uh, his or computer screen so indicating a potential interaction with a current drug at that time of ordering because um, the drugs um, usually changing by time um, and Suppliers or providers usually have some changes with uh, the current drug. So the doctor, a physician or pharmacist usually get alerts on her screen. Alerts could be from email, from an online platform or the system that is designed by the hospital. Okay, that is a support system. And another one is reference information or evidence-based knowledge sources. It could be uh, databases, online databases, textbook, journals, online literatures or any tools that could help the user or physician or health uh, provider, healthcare provider to easily access references. Okay. The one that you already studied before and how to do the online databases for scientific literature writing, literature review. That is an example of um, um, evidence-based knowledge sources. As long as you can get a reliable uh, sources, certified sources that is uh, called, that is a part of the clinical decision support system. Okay, so why CDSS is important? Because it is uh, to ensure to improve uh, the safety and quality of decision making. Okay, and it is used um, to reduce the provider bias. Okay, some some physician has some kind of this uh, suggestion or diagnosis to the patient and other will have some bias uh, information so in order to discuss about the bias so they they, they need this uh, cdss you know as a team teamwork so they need this cdss to 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 enhance decision making process and also the third one it also can be used for direct communication with patient okay it provide alerts to patient directly to improve in- patient provider interaction as i um as, a, as, as a, an example that I showed you just now. That is uh, CDSS. I hope uh, it is very straightforward and everyone can relate to, you know, it is very straightforward, right? Because you already relate with your literature search uh, before, so you already know a, a bit about uh, the reliable sources, you know, to improve the decision-making. Okay, let's move on to person management system, the PMS, it is, it is part of the electronic medical record. So, um, it manages an individual within a hospital management and information system. So, um, who can be the user for the PMS? The patient, healthcare providers, administrators, hospital staff, researchers, or even students. Okay, so this is the interface for PMS. It's quite similar uh, structurally with the LIS, uh, PIS, uh, RIS that we already learned. Okay, it records all the medical history. Patient um, identifiable informations are already there. Okay, so uh, how it function? For example, for registration, so um at the, uh, um, for the data entry, so patient history, um personal information, demographic data is uh, can be recorded. And also for uh, inpatient admission, for post-registration activity, assigning bait or room to patient um, depends on eligibility and availability of the bait. So they need a system, you know, to control uh, to control that. Let's say like 100 beds are available, so they are required to receive more patient, right? So the, the system controls and regulate that. And for transfer, move from another bait to another bait or another ward. Something like that. And for outpatient queue management, for scheduling patient to clinic or department, the TCA, and first-in, first-out and also the running numbers. And for scheduling, appointment slot to patient and also uh, also for the policy making. So, uh, PMS, so that is how PMS works. And also for the discharge as well, discharge from ward, close uh, the event or counter for patient and automatic discharge from outpatient clinic. Okay, there are issues uh, regarding the PMS, uh, for example, duplicate registration, so they need to have a merge uh, function. For emergency, need to have a quick registration. For planning, need to have uh, standardized data. And for national policy, so in Malaysia, we use MyCard for uh, like hospital registration or for hospital award admission. Some some people might lost their MyCard, so they they have some issue, you know, for the admission. So there are certain procedures um, they need to to follow to obey in order for you know to 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 have the data to be included into person management system that is the national uh, that is the national policy policy issues involved in pms okay so the importance so it is a unique identifier of a person in a system and also medical record number. So each person, each and every one of you have a very unique uh, medical record number in whichever hospital that you're referring, right? So a counter number will help in tracking events or visit to the hospital. A counter number helps in patient billing, tracking of of patient whereabouts, and also uh, involved in trendings for reports and also statistics for patient care. So, in PMS, you need to know that patient information demographic data is a store so that it can generate a medical record number, event and counter number, and also tracking of patient. Okay, that is the PMS. So, um, you need to know about uh, the patient identifiable information. So, so when um, PMS collected patient information data, demographic data, so they have a medical history in there, so how um, the the system um, handle the information? So there there are concept and also the principle. We call it as a Keldekop principle. So let, let let's learn about the concept first. So so when the data is recorded by the PMS, there are uh, there are main uh, patient identifiable information that is collected. For example, name, date of birth sex, address and postcode, which is very private, right? So, um, the data need to be um, handled carefully. So, the hospital need to have a uh, careful consideration uh, to any patient identifiable data that is used for this purpose and it is must be justified, okay? What data it is, it is must be handled carefully and under a policy principle because it is very private so the patient have the right not to share uh, their data, their medical record, medical history with the third person because you need to know in hospital there are clinical trials, there are research that need to be done so the person that require the patient data need to have um, consent, need to ask, ask first whether uh, the data is uh, sh- can be shared with them or not. That is depend for, uh, for the patient. So in Caldicott principle, uh, it is involved for handling personal identifiable uh, information. First, need to justify the purposes of using the data and uh, users make sure do not use the patient identifiable information unless it is absolutely necessary, let's say for uh, research, for example and the data need to be used minimum uh, necessary as minimum as necessary if necessary and access to the patient identifiable information should be on strict need to know basis and everyone with access to patient identifiable information should be aware of their responsibility of handling the patient data okay this is uh, the practice for example doctor nurses and other health professional would need access to record but this is on strict to know Basis, they need to have uh, agreement uh, with that first before they they cannot easily access the patient data. Okay, only those involved in the treatment and care of the patient would need access. So, for example, um, one person need to do an research, so they need a they, they require this patient data, but they need an access first. Okay, secretaries, receptionists receptionist and other clerical staff will need limited access. Some of this information may also be shared for purposes other than the patient's own health care, like for research. And the last one, they have the right, I mean, the patient have the right to refuse to allow all or some of their information being used. Okay, so that is the practice in Caldeco Principle. Oh uh-huh.